0: You're
1: listening to the Net Podcast Network.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only? Exclusions apply. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers.
3: This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, Hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. The Packers have activated wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown to return. He will play today versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. St. Brown has not played an NFL game since 2018. He missed the entire 2019 season after he suffered a high ankle sprain in the final preseason game last year. He hurt his knee this year in preseason and had to miss the first four games. But he's back. We finally get to see him in action again. Many fans don't really remember what to expect from EQ. At 4.48, he's the second fastest player on the roster, behind only Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's just a hair faster than Aaron Jones at 4.50. He's also big. He stands at 6'5, the same height as Alan Lazard. So, since we'll be missing Alan Lazard for at least six weeks, there's already a clearly defined role that EQ could take over. Remember, we're also getting Devonta Adams back today for the first time since week one. So, Rodgers, who has had to live off of guys like MVS, Bob Tanyan, Darius Shepard, Malik Taylor, he will arguably get his top two weapons back today, assuming EQ can fill in for what Al Lazard has been able to do. Kamal Martin has not been added back to the active roster. He likely needs more time to get healthy and get acclimated. The team does have two more weeks to evaluate his status and decide if they're going to reactivate him or put him on season-ending IR. But he's been at practice, which is a really good sign. The Packers roster currently stands at 51, which means even after getting Kenny Clark and Devontae Adams back and reactivating EQ, they can still make two additions. So far, Brian Gutekunst has not tipped his hand at all about who he's thinking about. Surprisingly, Billy Wynn has not been promoted. He's used up all of his eligible practice squad elevations, which means the Packers would have to sign him to the active roster if they want him to play again. Dejon Harris, linebacker, is a guy who could get elevated today, especially given that Kamal Martin is not returning. For the Buccaneers, running back Leonard Fournette, who is listed as questionable, will play, but he's expected to be limited in the game. This is important because the Packers struggle so much to stop the run. However, the Buccaneers do have Shady McCoy and Ronald Jones on the roster as well, both of whom are talented running backs. Speaking of the Packers' run defense, here's Kenny Clark.
2: Just wondering, first, just how are you feeling? How have you felt in practice this week, and how tough has these last few weeks been not being out there?
1: I've been, I feel great. Um, it's been been tough, uh, not being out there with my teammates, but watch the guys, uh, you know, help coach them up when they're on the field and uh, learn some more stuff. But you know, I've been feeling great this week.
4: How long have you felt like you were ready to play with Detroit? Is this going on a, a couple weeks now? That going going back and and is there a um, I guess a relief
1: that you're finally back and, and able to play again? Yeah, man, uh, I thought I was ready to play, what, uh, the Atlanta game? You know, it wasn't under my control. You know, just happy that uh, I got a chance to practice uh, all week. And yeah, it's a relief that, you know, I finally get to, you know, go out and play. The bye week definitely helped my growing out. Uh, you know, just gave it another week to heal. Uh, gave me another week to do some more mobility stuff on, on different parts of my body to make things stronger. And then, um, you know, the defense line—they've been doing a really good job, especially these last, uh, these last couple of games. You know, Tyler's been coming on, uh, getting all blocks and, and holding point and doing a good job. And then uh, Kiki, uh, he's coming along, you know, in the pass rush and and he's been getting all blocks. You know, i have real happy with Mon. Mon has been doing with his opportunities. Uh, he's been holding double teams really well. And uh, Dean's been playing great. Uh, just excited about everybody. Uh, you know, a lot of them got got a lot of reps. Uh, Kiki got a lot of reps. And, uh, you know, guys are just going to keep on improving uh, as the season is going on. Getting
3: Kenny back will be huge. He's easily the most important
1: player on the defensive line.
3: You heard him single out Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, Montrevius Adams, and lastly, Dean Lowry. Although Montrevius and Dean have not really done a ton, Dean in particular has been drastically underperforming. But it was interesting to see... What Kenny's noticing particularly, he noted that Montrevious has been handling double teams exceptionally well. And of course, Kingsley Kiki has stepped up and taken a massive number of snaps in Clark's absence, and done quite admirably. Next up, Mr. Zedaria Smith.
0: you are facing a team, man, who got a, a legendary quarterback. So to have all our weapons, you know what I'm saying, available is big for us and this team.
2: AZ, obviously, uh, sacks come in bunches, and they came in bunches
3: for you against the mm. Falcons. Uh, it, it's something click for you that night? Or is that just the way the game goes sometimes?
0: Uh, A little bit of both. Coach was trying to put us in situations to uh, try to create a lot of one-on-ones. And uh, basically, it happened for us uh, late in the game. And uh, as you can see the results, how many sacks did we have in all? Like five, six? We had five. So in those situations, when we can create those one-on-ones, that's going to be very big for our defense here in the long run.
5: Did did you have more one-on-ones against
3: Atlanta than you had in the the previous three games? We say create those one-on-ones. Did it feel like you were able to get more
0: one-on-ones against them the the first three? Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, If you go back and watch that film, they tried to start off early by uh, basically sliding the protection or double-teaming me, but I think we moved a couple guys around, and uh, that created a lot of one-on-ones to uh, me and Preston's side. So one thing we got to do is always win our one-on-ones matchups so we came out on top.
3: After a disappointing start to the season, Zadarius did catch fire in our last game versus the Falcons, but the other half of the Smith-Brother duo still looks a bit lifeless out there. Let's hear from Preston Smith.
4: I know you're, uh, you're dropping back into in coverage more through these first four games than, than, than you did a year ago. Are, is there any frustration with where the pass rush production is from you right now, or is that just a, a natural byproduct of dropping back into coverage more?
0: It's going to be an every week question. Uh, nah, you know, it's just part of the plan right now. You know, there's going to be some games I'm going to have to drop back uh, a lot more than I'm used to or a lot more in the past. But, you know, I believe in the plan. You know, that's that's in. I believe in uh, the system. Uh, it's going to all pay out because we're going to have a lot more games where I rush a lot more and I drop less. And, you know, it's only four games. We're going to play four games this season. It's a long season ahead. It's, it's a lot of rushing ahead and it's a lot of big plays to be made ahead. So, you know, that's the, that's the mindset I always have each and every week.
3: Let's turn to Preston's defensive coordinator, Mike Patton. And just a heads up, when he calls a certain player OB, he's referring to Oren Burks.
4: So we're talking with Preston this morning about the, uh, the lack of sacks. And, and he said, you know, he still believes in, in the plan. How much has the plan for him changed compared to last year? Or is it the same things that he's being asked to do and just needs to, to convert the
5: opportunities a little bit more?
4: I mean, yeah the, i mean the plans have been very similar i, I mean we had uh, obviously with kyler here a year ago that, that they were able to you know to share some of those some of those drops and we've been bringing along ob you know and, and obviously had some young guys too that we need to get going that, that can take some of that no i mean he knows he's you know he's had some opportunities and you know sometimes it's a it's a, uh, it's a matchup thing. And then other times it is, you know, going to be a game plan thing, you know, where, you know, where he's getting lined up, how they set their protection, you know, those, those types of things. So I just know for those guys that uh, it, it can get, it can get frustrating at times and, you know, but he's, he's handling it right. You know, he's a pro. I mean, he's, he's about, um, you know, he's about winning first and, and, you know, do, doing his job and, and that, that production will come. I think sometimes I know, I know Mike Smith's talk about it at, at length, just the, you know, sacks aren't necessarily the you know, the be all and end all as far as a as far as far as a measuring stick. So ton of faith in Preston and, and know that uh, we'll get rolling.
3: Finally, let's hear from offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett about what he sees in Tampa Bay.
2: You know, we've all heard a lot about the Buccaneers and they they've got sacks from like seven or eight different guys. Um, do they have like a a gazillion blitzes or is they just have a relatively decent chunk of things that they just do really well?
5: Uh, it's a combination of both. I think they're, uh, they're a very talented group, and then they're going to try to create as many one-on-ones as possible throughout the game, and it allows those guys to go out and win and do what they do. So we're going to have to be great up front and, uh, and, and win all those one-on-ones they're going to present to us.
2: I know when you were in Jacksonville, you know, you saw Todd Bowles a couple of times. I, you know, we, we know how much he likes to bring pressure and in, to blitz, and but is he just more creative with his blitzes maybe than, than some other
5: guys uh, across the league? He definitely does some, some different things, and he is definitely very aggressive. And I think it's something, for whatever reason, or, you know, the past couple games, we have gotten a lot of pressure, and uh, we've handled it nicely. Um, in the past, you know, that is something that he's always been known for, is uh, giving unique looks and, and bringing pressures from all over the place. What it does is when you're trying to run the ball and you have the pressure, you have guys that are penetrating up the field. And then you have guys that are, are moving around and getting in different gaps. You have different players showing up. Um, and it just makes it a little bit more difficult to block those guys. So I think that, that they just by their calls and just what coach does, it, it makes it so that, that it, it presents some issues. And so you have to be ready to adjust it and, and do certain kinds of runs that can help you from that standpoint. So um, we've we got to just get our nice plan together here and and get ready to run the ball that does it for today
3: for more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast hosted by the Pack Daddy Ryan Schlipp keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and follow the Packernet podcast on Facebook my name is JJ Leahy and this has been the Daily Cheese your Green Bay Packers
1: news update